0: of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM, Nash Icon on your radio dial, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, four to six. Thanks so much for being there. Uh, iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. Take the show with you anywhere. Free download for your smartphone or tablet. On the World Wide Web at NASHFM1061.com and EricAsher.com. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. So, again, you can check out the uh, podcast anytime you feel the need. And we usually have that up for you about 20 minutes after the program ends. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter. Eric Asher on Facebook. Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Our social media platforms. Uh, And today the program is brought to you by Hendrix, Neptunia, Gym. And uh, have you tried it yet, folks? Come on, it's been on the market since March. We've been talking about it now since then. Uh, have you have you given it just a you know a little bit of a taste? Maybe head down to your favorite spirit store. You see it there prominently uh, on on one of the um, uh, one one of the displays. Or again, maybe head down to your favorite um, restaurant or bar and 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 catch it there. Uh, again. Um, notes of coastal freshness balanced with fresh notes of citrus, alluring juniper character, linked in by deep, deep earthy notes of locally sourced Scottish seaside botanicals, fresh coastal herbs and an unmistakable crisp citrus finish you know it it's again limited edition Henrik's gin uh again much like uh, midsummer solstice lunar fast becoming again the highest selling limited edition spirit in the super premium gin category get out there and enjoy it while you can only on this, on the shelves for a year and of course easy to mix with the cocktail and great for the summer months i will say because again that crisp finish uh citrus finish is again uh it's delightful so get out there and again enjoy it. Try it again. Maybe if you're having a cocktail or two after work, or maybe again over the weekend, uh, reach for again uh, again the great line of of spirits uh, with William Grant, but of course Hendrick's Tunia Jim. On the program today, Renee Nato of Crestedysports.com will join us at 4:15. Uh, we'll talk to him about Saints, uh, LSU, and Tulane. We'll Also talk to him a little bit about Sam Mills, who went into the uh, uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame over the weekend. Um, uh, Renee knew, knew Sam very well. he covered him for uh, for all his time here in new orleans he 's got some great stories about him, so again we 'll touch on that with uh, Renee at uh, four fifteen uh, this afternoon. Mike Scarborough joins us live from uh, from uh, bat Rouge. Um, He's watched every single practice that LSU has had thus far. He'll give us his update on the LSU Tigers and what he's seen. Uh, And then a brand-new contributor to our program, Maddie Hudak of um, Saints Wire, is going to join us at 535 this afternoon. Uh, She covers uh, the Saints for Saints Wire, but also covers the Tulane Green Wave. So we'll talk to her about both uh, Tulane and also the Saints today. It's going to happen at 535. Looking forward to having Maddie on her inaugural voyage on the program. Uh, If you haven't catched her writing, does a great job. Uh, She's also been on on, uh, local TV as well. Uh, Really breaks it down. Looking forward to having her uh, again on the program today. So let's jump into it. A lot to get into today. Um, And, of course, uh, the big news out of Saints camp is uh, the first real, again, I don't want to say significant injury, uh, uh, but but it is significant because we we don't know the extent of the injury. But Jameis Winston injured his foot today. Uh, not much is known about the extent of the injury. Uh, even the media that was present, I spoke, I spoke to a few people that were there today, uh, could not pin down what foot it was. Uh, so now we're going to have to wait and see the severity of the injury. Um, the scary thing is, you know, and, and you worry about this, anytime somebody's coming off, and again, a, an extensive uh, 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 knee surgery like he uh, has in the off offseason, um, you know, you have to come back from that. And anybody that's been, again, has had, had – um, Especially lower limb injuries, right? I mean, I don't care what it is, and especially if it's, if it's something that is surgically repaired, you know, you work so hard to get that that that, that particular part of your body back at 100% strength, etc. But the problem is you're putting so much uh, again weight and, and and pressure on on the other leg, so the uninjured side again uh, really gets a lot of the the brunt of again you trying to be able to. Uh, you know, just to get around when, when, when you're recovering. Uh, so a lot of times we'll see it puts a really a, a strain on, on the opposite leg post-injury during, during rehab. Is that a byproduct of that? Did he step the wrong way? You know, is it, is it, you know, it's hard to speculate, and nobody really wants to speculate. I will say this. I do find it interesting, and it's almost like the kinder, gentler um, uh, Saints now when you start talking about press conferences. You know, there was a time where, where, where Sean Payton would say, look, you know what, I, I don't have to talk about it. it it's, it's training camp. There's no reason for you to know about the injury, et cetera. Saints went out of their way today because it was first reported as a rolled ankle and then a uh, the foot, then a rolled ankle, then a foot again. I think it was a foot originally when, uh, when Dennis Allen mentioned it at the, at the press conference. And then when he went on NFL Network, he said it was a rolled ankle. Saints came back very, very quickly, I believe through Brett Martell of the Associated Press, and said that it was actually his foot. We've never seen that before with Sean Payton. Well, I mean, let me say that. Early Sean Payton, he was maybe a little bit more open. Uh, you know, as they had more success, he became more uh, clandestine. Uh, so, you know, we're seeing a, a kinder, gentler uh, Dennis Allen, uh, you know. And, and, you know, from what I understand, again, even on the practice field, it's, it's different. It's different than Sean Payton. That can be a good and a bad thing. I've talked about it before. Look, one of the great things about Payton was the wrath of Payton. You know, if, if a player messed up on the field, having to come to that sideline and Peyton is it just, it just, you know, dog-cursing them, uh, you know, from the time they get to the numbers all the way in, in, on, on to, onto the, the, um, the sidelines. Some guys, would again, try to go away from them ways of the sidelines. You know, again, just – and I guess, again, you're looking at Dennis Allen right now and you're saying, okay, what happens when, when that's not there anymore? Yes, this is a veteran team that can self-police themselves – but there's always something turning into a little bit of the fear of the head coach. Is that there? I'm sure there's respect. Is there fear? I don't know. We'll find that out as we get into the season. We'll find out, again, when things get really tough, okay, and, and things, decisions have to be made, and that team's looking down, uh, down the sidelines and saying, okay, who's the guy that's in charge? And, and, and again, are we, do we feel, as a team, then again that we're following that guy. That again we trust that guy. That, that that guy's gonna make the right decision. Peyton again had that throughout his tenure here. And then we talked a little bit about it last week. I mean it was Mike Sand that brought it up and I brought it up on this program before. Peyton was here so long that there was a turnover in terms of players. So again the you know the the the, the, the motivational tricks that he used, uh, again the stories that he used. May have may have again fallen on some deaf ears with some vets who had heard it over and over again but not for the, the the new players. And and in the NFL today, you're getting, you know, turnover almost every year, at least a third of the roster in some cases. Um, and so we'll see how that kind of plays out. Well, we're still learning Dennis Allen right now, uh, but it is a kinder, gentler uh, Dennis Allen than it was with Sean Payton. And uh, again, we'll see how that plays out with the, with the team on the field and how they react. Look, it, it is what it is. I don't care. You know sports. You don't know sports. You, you realize that, the team takes on the personality of the head coach. I don't care what sport it is. It is. It just is the way it is. So, again, we'll see, again, how, how that will change here with Dennis Allen as opposed to having Sean Payton on the field. Uh, big stir this weekend uh, with, with C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who's now back in camp after dealing with a family issue, he's had an excused absence. He, he caused a stir uh, in terms of controversy over the weekend by, again, putting out a tweet that I quote, back to hell. And then deleting the tweet. Uh, Saints Twitter went bananas, literally bananas. Um, Look, I'm not trying to read into this, okay, because I think it would be ridiculous to try to read into it. It, It's hot as hell in New Orleans right now, okay? Now, it's not as bad as what it's been in the past. I mean, especially out on airline drive. I mean, I I think I saw the weather the other day. that, You know, when you look around the country, the rest of the country is is in a, a real heat wave for the most part, except for maybe on the West Coast. You know, parts of maybe the 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 the, uh, the, uh, the Midwest, but again, you know, we're 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 some of the lowest temperatures in the country right now. We you know, when we're we're like the, you know the high 80s, where everybody else is in the mid 90s again into the hundreds. Uh, so from this camp standpoint, it has not been as hot as maybe it has been in previous years. Now that's not to say that again it won't heat up these next few weeks, but they've been in the fracas facility because of rain, etc. So again, it's not been super hot. But, again, it is New Orleans in the summertime. And New Orleans is hot as hell. It is. Come on, we know it is. Um, could he be talking about his negotiations? You know, he is – what is he is? He is um, holding in, as they call it. I've never heard that before, but it's holding in. Uh, you know, Somebody coined that phrase, right? So, he, again, he's not participating in all the drills. He's sitting out. He, put a, he puts a cap on when he's not going not to get in the drills. Um, I've never seen a, a player hold in before. But at least he's in camp. But it is somewhat of a distraction. It's got to be at least for the coaches, right? You know, they're trying to evaluate the best players, the best combinations on the field, and and here's Gardner Johnson sitting out of uh, out of reps because of a contract situation. Look, he's one of the best at his position. That's a nickelback position. He's under the final year of his of his contract. It's a rookie deal, and we know a lot of rookies want to be able to. You know, they they don't want to work play on that rookie deal. That last year, especially again, if they've outplayed that contract, they want that new contract. They want that guaranteed money in case something does happen to him. Uh, his deal right now is two point seven million dollars this year. That's a pro. That's, that's including his prorated signing bonus. Um, some are saying trade him. That is ridiculous to be able to even talk about trading him. You know, you say, well, there's debt behind him, but there's not. But there's not another Gardner Johnson behind him. You know, Gardner Johnson brings more than just again his ability to be able to cover. Um, to me, they've already lost Quan Alexander and his energy. You see, the thing I thought about more than anything else was, especially on the defensive side of the ball, how Quan and, and, and C.J. Gardner Johnson really energized this group. Uh, now, look, you've got you've got Tyron Matthew now, who again who is is a is a, a guy that can energize your your team. Maybe he's again filling in the void there. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows until you get him on the field, seeing this in real time, but. Again, you don't trade away quality football players simply because, again, they want more money. I mean, at this point, you know, the Saints can play the slow play on him and say, look, you're going to play it out, and then we'll you know, we'll give you your, your contract at the end of the year. But then at that point, again, remember, he's an unrestricted free agent. They would have to franchise tag him if they didn't want him to uh, to move on. Um, you know, so, you know, we'll see how, how, how it is. Yes, they got some depth there, but there's only one Gardner Johnson to me. Okay? Uh, so uh, let's see how this plays out. Uh, again, I, I'm not reading too much into the back-to-hell thing uh, because we know it's hot as hell here in New Orleans. And if, it, and if it's because of the contract negotiations, well, then Gordon Johnson is concentrating on the wrong thing. He just needs to concentrate on camp and getting himself, his body ready and mentally ready for the season and let his agent deal with with, with, with the um, contract negotiations. And honestly, if I was him, I, I would cut this crap out in camp. I would get in there, get with my teammates, and start working out. You know, this is game week, now. Okay, this is the first preseason game. There's only 3 now. And then before you know it again, it's the regular season. We're not that far away from Atlanta. In Atlanta on September 11th. So again, everybody's got to get ready. They got to get they got to get their bodies ready to go. And look, I get it. Gordon Johnson is is playing for 2.7 million. <laughs> Last year of his deal. He wants he wants security for him and his family. He'll get it if he performs. Saints are not going to let him walk out the door. Okay, you can say, oh, they, they drafted Elante Taylor. We don't know who, who's Alante Taylor at this point. Okay, he's a prospect. He's Again, maybe he's the guy, maybe he's not. You can say they got Roby. Okay, they do. Okay, but again, he's not Gardner Johnson. So we'll see how it plays out. It's almost, again, like the, the Quan Alexander thing. You know, speaking of Quan, <laughs> I'm going to say this right now. The curse of not re-signing him continues. First, Pete Werner ends up on, on, on again, the non-football injury list, right? Uh, he's supposed to be the starter, so he misses a few game, a few um, few days of practice. He's back, he's you know again and and performing. Then they bring in Kiko Alonso, who hadn't played since 2019 last week. Okay, he retired after one day back, literally one day back. Said, I'm not in it. I'm not, I can't do it. I'm out. Okay, so then they're still searching for quality depth at the linebacker position. Look, maybe the kid Jackson's the guy, right? Uh, there was a report. I said that before. I think it was Andrew Juge. Uh, he's with the uh, Happy Hour podcast with Ralph Marlborough. Those guys are, uh, you know, I don't know when you can take them seriously or not because again, they they, they have a lot of fun on their podcast, right? He he mentioned on Twitter that again that this was a situation where uh, the Saints wanted him back, but they wanted Quan to play special teams. I just don't see it. Quan Alexander, seven year veteran, has been in the uh, has been in the league long enough, uh, and has been often as well, that to ask him to play special teams when you got a lot of young players that, again, they, that, that's their forte, right? But it is what it is. If, if, that was the, if that was the reason why he decided he did not want to play special teams, then it is what it is. He's making, as I mentioned last week, $1.12 this year. So he's making $1.1 $1. 1 million. What? He got $152,000 signing bonus. Okay, so that means he counts 152000 against the cap. That's dead money. If ultimately he doesn't make the, make the team, ridiculous not to bring this guy back. And you're still searching for depth at the linebacker position. I mean, again, if you had a guy that you were, okay, Quan's out, but yet Warner's in, and we got a line of guys behind him that are ready to step up, uh, you know, but it's not the case. Ellis looks like he might be a nice player. He's a great special teams player. Zach Bond, I'll say it again square peg, round hole. Okay, they've been trying to utilize him in space since he got here. He can't do it, hasn't been able to do it, still can't do it. They've got to utilize him as a pass rusher, and I'm telling you, this kid's going to go somewhere else, and he's going to be a pass rusher. for somebody. And, and people around here are going to go, why didn't the Saints use him as a pass rusher? That's what he was. That's who he is when he came out of Wisconsin. So we'll see how it kind of plays out there. But no matter how you slice it, a cap hit of $152,000, Quan was at least worth bringing back to camp. And now the Saints are continuing to, again, search for quality linebacker depth. And just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. Um, I will say this about this team right now. Look, We'll find out more about this team over the next three weeks. You know, again, especially, again, the matchup next week against Green Bay, where, where they go to Green Bay and, and they're going to be up there practicing for a couple days and then they're going play to the, play the Packers in, in a preseason game. Uh, they're looking good in camp. I mean, everyone that I've spoken to has told me, again, that, again, that they look really good. Like, you know, the ones I really trust. You not ones that just tell you every year, you know, I used to hate that growing up, okay? I'd hate that growing up. Read the paper, re- listen to, to the radio, listen to TV, and all the sportscasts are telling us how great the Saints are, and they win three games. They win five games. They win seven games, okay? It's a different era now. But, again, according to the media members that have had their eyes on this team, uh, this team is, again, ready. And is ready to compete. We'll see. I think they are. I mean, I've said it before. I think they're a double-digit win team, 10 or 11 games. Um, you know, we'll see how that kind of plays out going forward. I surely don't agree with, with, with Las Vegas. I think they're more talented. now. But a lot of it, again, goes, again, how's the offensive line going to play? Are they going to protect the quarterback, whoever that's going to be? And then, of course, how great the quarterback's going to play. I think you got to feel really good right now, uh, you know, even with the, with the, with the injury to – Uh, Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton's here, okay, because he can win. If if Winston goes down, he can lead this team, and he can win with this team. So we'll see how it plays out. I did see some complaints over the weekend on social media about Sam Mills' family members wearing his number 51 Carolina jersey at, at the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Look... I love Sam Mills. I love the Dome Patrol. You guys know again. I've been touting again, getting a statue out in front of the dome since 2002, when when again we took the airwaves. Um, nine seasons with the Saints, two seasons with the Panthers. But if I'm the if I'm the the, the Mills family, there is I, I've I've got to have uh, I've got to revere what the Panthers have done. I mean, come on, the Panthers have retired his jersey. The Saints have not. Okay. The Panthers have a statue of Sam Mills in front of their stadium. The Saints do not. Okay? The, the Panthers gave his son Sam II his first job in professional coaching. He's now again with, with the commanders, with with the Washington Commanders, but gave him his first job. Okay? Saints did not. Okay. okay? Um, and that phrase that again that Sam came out with, keep pounding, is still their war crier, their catchphrase. Come on. The Saints were supposed to honor Mills uh, the Katrina season, and it didn't happen. And they didn't put him in the Ring of Honor until last year, 2021. And look, they almost had to. He was a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What an egg on the on the face of the organization if that you know, again, if Mills goes into the into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, he's not even in the Saints Ring of Honor. Thank goodness, as I said before, for Kenny Trahan, he is again, he's at least keeping the Saints Hall of Fame alive. You know, single-handedly keeping the Saints Hall of Fame alive. But again, it's just a lack of respect that. That Mrs. Benson, and I'm putting it on her, okay? Look, she can't hide behind this anymore. Mrs. Benson, Mickey Loomis, Dennis Lauscher have and for, again, uh, the greats of the past. Not just, again, for the New Orleans Saints, but also, again, I've mentioned the situation with Pistol Pete Maravich. I've mentioned the Super Bowl and Wall of Fame. And uh, it just goes to show you that it is. Now, my information is that a lot of this is Loomis. Well, Loomis needs to get with it. Okay, because I said it before, we're a city that reveres our history. Uh, It it is the history uh, of this city is part of our economy. And uh, they are the custodians. They are the culture bearers of professional sports in this in in this in this uh, city. And and it is incumbent upon them. okay, to make sure that those individuals who, who again, played great for for the for the again, the New Orleans professional basketball teams and football teams are, 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 again, revered. And, and, and that their accomplishments are put out there for everyone to know. Uh, they have failed, they have failed uh, egregiously in that. Uh, so I can see why the Mills family has more allegiance to the Panthers. Uh, because he was treated like the greatest player in franchise history. In New Orleans, he and the Dome Patrol have been just an afterthought. Can't even put a statue in front of the Dome. Ridiculous. Uh, Tune in LSU, back in fall camp. Uh, this is where we get the rubber hits the road. Competition really going to ramp up in week two here. Uh, we expect again to start to see more for the LSU quarterbacks in terms of separation. Uh, that's going to be a big battle there. For the Green Wave, um, obviously there's no quarterback battle, but again, there, are, there is a plethora of running backs on this team. And who's going to emerge? Taji Spears is the best running back on the field uh, again last year, and, and, and most think he's going to be the best on the team this year, but they've got some really good backs on this team. Be interesting to see again how this, um, that position kind of plays out. And as I get ready to wrap up, an interesting uh, Instagram post this weekend by C.J. McCollum, who's calling out Zion and B.I. Now, I don't know, again, if this was in jest or if he was being real. But, again, they were not returning his phone calls. So, again, he reaches out to both of them on Instagram and, again, outs them publicly for not returning the calls. I have no idea if he's inviting them to a pool party or he's trying to get the, the, the team together because, again, it is August the 8th. And, uh, again, this is when the team starts to get together, uh, you know, on their own to start to do workouts. We saw that last year, um, again, with them working out in, um, in Los Angeles, working out in Nashville. Uh, and, and, of course, a lot of that had to do, again, what happened with, again, Hurricane Ida, right? Uh, but, again, if we understand that, that the team had planned on working out in several cities uh, in the offseason. Maybe that was a call to action uh, for this team to get together, you know, cut the vacation short, it's time to get back to work. Hopefully that's what it is, but I'm gonna tell you right now, C.J. McCollum is really taking on that leadership role. Reminds me a lot of again how Drew Brees took on that leadership role here in New Orleans. Okay, uh, it's good to see that again that even uh, that even if it's in a little bit of again jest that he's holding again the young superstar teammates accountable. And I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to the basketball season to see how the Pels are going to do. Some uh, I wouldn't call this bad news for LSU. Uh, but LSU for the first time since since 2000 has not been is not in the preseason, uh, AP top 25. Now they did get the uh, others receiving votes. They got 143 votes, but they're not in the top 25. Uh, uh, so you know we'll see how it plays out. Okay, look, I think this is going to LSU's got to have going have a good team. I think if you get eight and four, nine and three as as a, as a tiger as a tiger fan, you should be ecstatic. A, a Based on, again, the, the the loss of so many players in the offseason and really the gutting of the program and then having to rebuild it very, very quickly through the transfer portal and all, and also through, through, through again, uh, re, the recruiting class, uh, having to convince players to come back like, like Keyshawn Bouttee. Uh, I, I give um, Brian Kelly a tremendous amount of credit. Uh, we'll see how this plays out. Like He's even said the next four weeks are going to be the precursor to, again, how great this team can be this season. Uh, when you look at the schedule, look, 8-4, um, and four, I think, would, would be more realistic. 9-3 and three would be a great season. And if that's the case, they'll be in the top 25. So we'll see how it plays out. I never really bought into, again, the preseason uh, polls because they're basing that off last year's teams. And when you look at last year's teams, a lot of times it's not the same as this year's teams. And even if, again, you're a, a voter that's trying to be able to project, it's hard to project. So, again, let's let the games begin, and we'll see when LSU ends up. We'll see, again, if, if Tulane can, can be a bowl team this year because, again, that's, that's the expectations uh, out, in, out, on, uh, out at Tulane as well. So we'll see how this, how this goes. But, again, it is interesting for the first time since 2000 uh, that LSU is not in the, uh, is not in the uh, AP uh, top 25 preseason poll. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Derek Asher. Uh, let me reset for you. Uh, Renee Nato coming up uh, at 435. Mike Scarborough coming up at 515 of TigerBait.com. And then Maddie Hudak of, uh, of uh, Saints Wire, also covering Tulane Green Wave will join us at 535 in her inaugural visit on the program. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator for your home or your business, you've come to the right place. At Burkhardt, again, they're your generator sales and service experts. They do it all for you, okay? They take care of the whole process. It is Again, for the customer, all you got to do is, again, uh is pick the generator you want set your financing terms and then again allow burkhardt to do the rest planning permits inspections they got a dedicated generator team that does it all for you takes care of the whole process uh, they'll sit down with you usually it's jason burkhardt find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator and then again once you make your decision uh, then you decide again if you want to finance it over time with low monthly notes so you want to come up with all the money up front remember that new install quality check after one month they do that for everything they install at Burkhart. want to make sure you, again, are comfortable in, in operating the systems so they come out a month later, go through it again, give you a tutorial, uh, and then, of course, uh, the single-day install. Once you guys come up with a with a, a, the uh, generator that you want, you're on the counter for a single-day install. Remember, 24-7, 365 emergency service. You don't have to have bought your generator from Burkhart. They will service it for you. Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, Generator Sales and Service. That's acpromise.com acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by Hendrix Neptunia Gin. Limited edition uh, spirit on the market just for one year. Get out there right now and go to your favorite spirit store or again demand it at your favorite restaurant or bar. It's Hendrix Neptunia Gin. Again only available till March of 2023. Get it now. We'll be right back.
1: Inside New Orleans. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. We taste at 4 on 106.1 Nash Icon and available online anytime at nashfm1061.com.
2: This report is sponsored by Macy's. This week at Macy's, get them set for back to school with deals on active gear and more style essentials from Epic Threads. And refresh your space now during their big home sale. Plus, Macy's Star Money bonus days are going on now.
3: Look out for a stalled vehicle blocking the off-ramp on the right lane on the 610 on the eastbound side at Canal Boulevard. And look out for the accidents, General Taylor at South Claiborne, also Martin Drive at Manchester, also Martin Luther King at South Rampart, and St. Claude at Poland. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center.
4: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary.
0: Bienvenue on Hickory.
1: Sire, how does fetching your lunch help my career as a stonemason? Well, how else are you going to learn? By stonemasoning, maybe? (laughs) Good one. Throughout history, people have always been undervalued at work. Search salary by major at monster.com or download the app.
0: back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. We'll Newton-John in the background. She dies today at 73. Of course, everybody remembers Livy Newton-John and uh, John Travolta from uh, Greece. And, of course, uh, after that, she took off in the States in terms of her career. Uh, again, uh, Livy Newton John passes today uh, at 73. Hey, don't forget about my friends over at uh, Southern Tire and Airline in Metairie. Uh, that's right, uh, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Doesn't matter where you live. If you're looking for a company you can trust with your vehicle, it's Southern Tire. First of all, largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Uh, something for everyone's budget. When I tell you that again, they're never going to hard sell you on trying to get you to buy something again that maybe you can't afford. Literally, you can go online and, and, and order you. Tires online if you'd like. Again, so it'll be ready for you when you head over to the uh, Southern Tire. Wheels and tires up to thirty inches, and financing is available. When it comes to keeping your vehicle on the road, same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, and of course, uh, ASE certified technicians. And of course, you got the Piazza family who've owned ni- who have owned who uh, have owned Southern Tire since nineteen seventy-two, standing behind their work. You want a company you can trust for your vehicle? It's Southern Tire Hickory Airline and Metro. Open Monday through Friday from eight to six, Saturday from eight to three. Five zero four seven three seven one. Five five eight is the phone number. Or go to SouthernTire.com and check out all the services they provide for their customers. Even again, remember the, the the diagnostic page where you can troubleshoot what's wrong with your vehicle. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. All right, joining us on the program, good friend of our, good friend of mine, a great friend of our program. Uh, again, of course. Uh, um, does great color on, on TV for college football. Will tell us more about that. And of course, he's been a long long time writer for uh, CrestedySports.com. Uh, Renee Nato joins us on the program. Renee, how are you?
5: Eric, how are you doing today? And I, as I was waiting to come on, I heard Olivia Newton John. And boy, I tell you, what she was one of my favorites—a a, a beautiful angel with a great voice. And, and I tell you, she had a great career, and it was always always uh, special to listen to Olivia Newton John. We sure gonna miss her.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about it, and, and I mean, I can remember growing up. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think many kids that growing up in my and in, in, in our era were out there again uh, thinking about Broadway plays, right? But again, when Grease came on, I mean, I'll tell you how many times me and me and, uh, and our crew went and saw Grease at, at the theater, uh, you know, and and you know, a lot of that had to do again with Olivia Newton-John.
5: <laughs> she was great. She was one of the best.
0: Yep, no doubt about it. Renee, before we get started, tell the folks about what you're doing at CrestCitySports.com. What else you got going for you uh, as we get into football season?
5: Well, you know, getting ready for football season, and I guess you never really get ready for football season. As we know, Eric, uh, football season is 365 days a year, 24-7. and But uh, we are preparing football season is here now, officially, and uh, writing a lot on on college football and recruiting. i uh, got a lot of stories came out. I had one on Noah Kane. Uh, at LSU on dot com yesterday and uh he, he, right now he's he could be the favorite to land the, the the starting running back spot with the LSU Tigers. Was I at practice today. I cover uh the Saints as well for not only Creston City Sports but CBS Radio and WFAN in New York and um, uh, you know so it you know a lot of a lot of things and, and keeps us busy but uh college football recruiting the Saints, Pelicans, uh LSU, Tulane uh, is always something going on.
0: No doubt about it. Uh, Jameis Winston goes down today with, again, what was called a tweak. Uh, uh, he tweaked his foot. Uh, I talked to several members of the media that were there today and. Uh, nobody really saw what happened. Did you, Renee? No, I did not. Uh, or did not. you just did the aftermath?
5: Ever. I did not, and, and it was kind of really subtle. And the only only reason why we noticed, because when they got in red zone, Andy Dalton and Ian Book ran the offense, and Jameis Winston wasn't, wasn't present, and that's the only reason why it got anyone's attention, because it was on our end of the field in the indoor facility. Uh, where the red zone uh, red zone offense was taking place, and Jameis was not a participant. So uh, I don't know if it's a big thing. It, it, it didn't seem to bother the the, uh, the coaching staff, Dennis Allen specifically. But I'm not sure how much he, attention he was going to get in the, in the exhibition game this weekend. I think he was going to get some reps, but um, I think a lot was going to go to to Andy Dalton and, and, and Ian Book. And uh, Ian Book showed a lot with his feet today. And I think we were kind of semi-joking on the sidelines. Watch Ian Book have an outstanding exhibition season, and people are going to be calling him the next Doug Flutie. So, you know, you never know. Exhibition season doesn't tell you everything. But uh, people like Ian Book and some others, Abram Smith is one I'm interested to see this this summer. Uh, he looked good at practice today, and uh, he's a guy that a lot of fans are going to be watching, The undrafted rookie from, from Baylor. Mm-hmm.
0: And and well, just seeing this guy the way he's put together, he played a little linebacker, Baylor. Also, again, played played running back. He looks like a linebacker uh, in a running
5: back's number. He really does. And you know, he's he's. They say he's five eleven, two twenty one. He looks a little bigger than that. He runs pretty strong. And the thing that uh, talked to Dennis Allen after practice, and the thing that he's doing um, now that he maybe wasn't doing in OTAs and mini minicampers, he's sticking his foot in the ground, and he's more of a decisive. Uh, One cut player, and you know he, he hasn't been a running back for very long. He played in high school, and then he he moved to linebacker at Baylor, and then they moved him back to running back. So he still is is a novice, somewhat at this level as a running back. So he's he's got a you know they they've given him some reps to kind of get him adjusted to that position. But, uh, you know, if he can run the ball, that's what they are looking for him to do. He can be a good blocker. He is a good blocker. And I think his, his uh, abilities as a pass receiver are, are, are adequate right now and can get him by. But, you know, right now they need him to run the rock because um, Mark Ingram is, is another player back there is getting a little long in his tooth. Not sure what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara, uh, Malcolm. Uh, Brown is a guy they brought on. Of recently a running back with some experience in the NFL. So, you know, it's, it's kind of up in, in flux right now, the running back position, not sure who's going to grab and And everybody's kind of waiting with bated breath to see what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara.
0: Rene, um, a position group that really has to take a next step is the offensive line. Obviously, you've got the battle with Trevor Penning and, and Hurst at the left tackle position. Caesar Reeves was kind of exposed last year. Andres Pete has been often injured. Eric McCoy, when healthy, is one of the best centers in the NFL. And, of course, Ramchick, one of the best right tackles in the NFL. Talk about that position group as a whole. I know you like to watch the interior of the lines. Uh, what are your thoughts?
5: You know, I, 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 you know uh, Andres Pete looked good today, and, and James Hurst is is I've talked to him during OTA period, and uh, he's, he's a guy that can, can man that, that left tackle position, because I think petting is going to be a little bit of a process. I think he's going to be good over a period of time. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to take the first snap against the Atlanta Falcons in the season opener, but... Uh, you know, if and when he does assume that spot, I think James Hurst is going to be a swingman. Uh, a guy who really represented, represented himself well, and he was an undrafted free agent a couple of years ago, is Calvin Throckmorton. And, and, and it's kind of uh, it surprises me a little bit that he hasn't gotten a little more attention. I, I know they're trying to give Caesar Ruiz as much attention and reps as he can, but remember, Caesar Ruiz was a guy that came in on the Sean Payton's watch, and he's still on his rookie contract. Uh, you know, anything after this year, all bets are off. Uh, Cesar Ruiz is going to have to have a really, really solid year in order to be invited back after his rookie contract. But a guy like a, a Calvin Throgmorton, uh, James Hurst, could even move inside if need be. So they have some options there if they really had to. But uh, uh, another guy to keep an eye on, I've watched and. And uh, Dennis Allen spoke about him a little bit after practice. Is Landon Young, and he's a guy who's more of a tackle than anything. But uh, he's a guy that uh, you know could could swing over someplace, or maybe in in a pinch get a get a uh, get a couple of reps inside at guard. But Landon Young is a guy they like. He's got a he's got great length and a lot of size. He's he's about six seven, uh, you know, about three twenty three twenty five. So he's got good length, good size, and he's very strong. And he, he had a really good career at at Kentucky. Uh, played as a freshman, played practically four years for the Wildcats, and so he was, uh, he was ready when he arrived on the Saints as a draft choice.
0: All-SEC performer yes, he uh, was. from Kentucky, which yes. is amazing when you talk about, again, considering all the offensive linemen and the big programs in the SEC, and this kid was an All-SEC performer at tackle. You know, I mentioned this last week. And I'd like to get your take on it. Jarry Evans is in camp. Obviously, Zach Street was an assistant coach on that offensive line, and Doug Marone's one of the best offensive line coaches in, in, in NFL history. If, if Caesar Ruiz and this line can't get it together with those guys touring them, I, I don't know who can
5: well, I concur with what you said, and, and, and the thing is that the guys I've talked to, the offensive linemen I've talked to, they are really, really excited to uh, to be working with Doug Marone, Zach Strieff, and, 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 you know, Jari Evans. I mean, those guys have got skins on the wall. They've done it before. Uh, you know no disrespect to a coach, but when you 've played as many reps as those guys have any n f l players uh you know it it translates very very well and and I think the the guys are buying in and, and they may be showing them a few tidbits, a few tricks that maybe. Uh, previous administration coaching staffs, no no disrespect to Dan Ruchar, who was there before as the offensive line coach, but the guys now Marone and Z- Streif and Jari Evans uh, can maybe show a different side, a different perspective to the offensive linemen uh, from, their, from their careers.
0: How strong is this defense? I keep hearing people say, again, this, this could be one of the best defenses in the history of the Saints, might rival the Dome Patrol. Your thoughts?
5: Well, you know, I tell you what, they've gotten even stronger with with Paulson Adebo. And, and uh, uh, I tell you what, guys, who's getting a lot of attention is Alante Taylor a quarterback from Tennessee. He's a draft choice, and he really, really looks good. Um, I think Alante Taylor and, and is going to get a lot of reps this year. He may be this year's addition to Paulson Adebo. Paulson Adebo picked up right where he left off. Man, he's he's covering. These receivers, Eric, like a pair of spandex shorts. I mean, he's right in their hip pocket, and uh, and, and he, he really looks good in camp. Um, you know, and Marshall Latimore coming back, and uh, Bradley Roby, uh, you know, and then you got Tyron Matthew, and you know, I, I tell you what, Mark May, he, that defensive secondary is really, really going to be one of the better ones they've had in, in quite a few years, and uh, with the experience and. And the, uh, and, the, and the veteran leadership with Tyron Matthew and guys like that coming back. And you don't to know not only what Tyron Matthew Eric does on the field, but what he does in the locker room is going to be immense.
0: Let's shift gears to, to the LSU Tigers. Obviously, again, everybody's focusing on the quarterback position. Uh, the LSU did not make the AP Top 25 preseason poll uh, for the first time since 2000. That's not unexpected considering, again, uh, the attrition within, within that uh, program. And honestly, you know, when you're looking at it from afar, you're not really looking at it as close as we are, what Brian, what Brian Kelly's been able to do in, in, again, restocking that roster. But with that said, uh, what are your thoughts on this version of the LSU uh, football Tigers?
5: You know, I I think Brian Kelly is just about where he he is where they where he wants him to be. I know that Brian Kelly. I don't know. I I feel that he he knows how good this team can be, and he's really not saying much. And as much as there's doubters out there, and the, the national pundits are saying that. They may finish fourth or fifth in the West and all this kind of stuff. I'm sure he's telling his troops, well, let let them underestimate who we are. I think he knows what he's got, and I think he knows that he's going to have a better offensive line than what people anticipate. Uh, His quarterback position is right now in good hands, and I think he knows who the starter is going to be. He just don't want to name it. Why name it if he doesn't have to? And the long he waits... Uh, the more ammunition he has, you know, the better off he has with, with Florida State coming up, and, and the, the more time they have to prepare for who other quarterbacks going to be. His wide receiver core, Eric, is, is off the charts. I mean, Keishawn Butte coming back, Jure Jenkins, uh, Michael Thomas, um, uh, Brian Thomas. I'm sorry, uh, Malik Neighbors, Jack Besh, uh, you know, Kyron Lacey. It's just unbelievable the uh, the receiving core he's got. And, and how good they can be. And the only only weak link to have right now is, is the tight end, Cole Taylor. Uh, right now is, is the starter. But, um, you know, I think that um, I think that the receiving core is, is, is going to be among the tops in the SEC. And uh, he's got so many weapons. The thing is with the quarterback, you just need somebody mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, disperse the ball and get it out to his receivers. You don't have to be fancy. Just get it out. Uh, you don't have to be a deep thrower. Just get it on intermediate short routes to these receivers and let them do their work. And And I think with the running attack they're going to have with John Emery and Noah Kane, uh, I think they're going to be in good hands.
0: Some believe, again, the defensive line is the strength of the team. Do you concur with that?
5: Uh-huh. All those guys are going to be in the NFL. Allie Gay, uh, B.J. Ojolari, Mason Smith, Jocklin Roy. I mean, those guys are all going to be in the NFL in the next year or two. And, uh, and, and you know, Ojolari, Gay, and, 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 uh, and Jocklin Roy are all going to be first or second-day picks this coming draft. They're that good. Uh, Mike Jones is a guy who can play in the NFL. Michael Baskerville is a guy who, uh, you know, has been a leader on that team, and right now he's fighting for some starting for a starting spot, but, I think the linebacking core will be good. And the secondary, uh, as much as doubt as they've had, you know, with the guys they brought in via the transfer portal, uh, Joe Fouché, uh, Jared Bernard-Converse, uh, Makai Gardner, uh, they really did a great job. And they're very, very deep in the secondary. It's just that persons outside of the football family don't know how good they can be, so there's doubters. like right? Well, there's a lot of transfer portals there. Uh, portal athletes there. So how good can they be? Again, uh, as I said a few minutes ago, Brian Kelly knows how good they can be. He's got mm-hmm. a pretty good idea. And uh, I think he he smiles very confidently when people ask him, how good are you going to be this year? But, you know, wins and losses, don't know. But I think he can pull a surprise or two this year and, and be a lot better than people anticipate.
0: Can Tulane rebound from that 2-10 and 10, um, uh, schedule last year?
5: I think they're going to be – Going to be a surprise team in the state. I had a I had an article on the top players in college football in the state of Louisiana, and I think uh, the top player, the, the player that's going to have the most impact on his team is Ty J. Spears uh, as a receiver, as a return specialist, as a runner. I don't think I think he's unmatched in the state of Louisiana. And and Michael Pratt coming back this year, Eric is is huge. Had he left via the transfer portal, that would have really floored this this uh, program. But yeah. Tulane certainly can bounce back and win six or seven games and, and certainly qualify for a bowl. But uh, I think the offensive line is going to be improved. Uh, Sincere Haynesworth is, is one of the best centers in in the south of college football. And, uh, and Joey Claybrook's coming back. He's got a chance to play in the next level. And I think the defensive line uh, got some help with Patrick Jenkins coming aboard from TCU. Angelo Anderson is a guy that uh, – that, that uh, John Curtis product, I think it can be good. And watch a name up front that a lot of people don't know about, much about, Eric. He's going to be a good pass rusher. Keith Cooper, he's a sophomore, about 6'4", 260, Him and Darius Hodges, who led – Darius Hodges had, uh, what I think, 10, 14 tackles for loss last year, led the, led the conference. So Darius Hodges coming back is really going to solidify the defensive line. I think Tulane can be very good on defense.
0: Plus, they don't have to play that tough schedule they played last year, which was ridiculous. No,
5: I mean, they start off with Massachusetts and then Alcorn State. So the first two games are winnable. Then they travel to Kansas State before they come home for Southern Miss. You know, I think those first two games will mean a lot. If they can win those first two games and show something, show some confidence in themselves, that will mean a lot moving forward. But, again, this is a team, Tulane is a team that is capable of, uh, of you know, six or seven wins for sure.
0: Um. Renee, uh, always a pleasure. Tell the folks a little bit about what you got coming up for us on crestedysports.com.
5: Well, you know, we're talking to some Saints. we out of Saints camp again today, and we'll have some articles on LSU. You know, LSU's gonna, LSU right now has uh, 10 of the top uh, 215 players in the country uh, right now committed for 2023, and they're likely to pick up another one by week's end, uh, one of the best players in the state of Louisiana. Right now, LSU has. Who of the top ten athletes for the 2023 class committed? And they, they will probably pick up another one. So I'll have some, some information on, on LSU and Tulane recruiting. And, uh, again, with, with the football season, I may have a, 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 a story on um, Florida State. What kind of team do they have? And, and kind of give an inside look at, at how, you know, how good they are on offense and defense and some of the key players. Beautiful.
0: Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us. Love your stuff on crestysports.com We'll talk again soon.
5: Eric, it's always my pleasure. You have a great day.
0: You too, bud. Thanks so much. Again, Rene Nadeau, Sports.com. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt air conditioning and heating. Uh, nothing is poor, more important Burkhard, again, than Burkhardt, again, the making sure that, again, your AKC system is up, running. Uh, again, so if you have emergency service needs, they are there for you. Uh, they have after-hour service. A Burkhardt employee will answer the phone and dispatch a Burkhardt nate certified technician out to your home or your business. Uh, they'll get you up and running. And, of course, again, uh, when you look at 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, again, when you would need uh, regular service, service, not after-hours service. They're there to you quickly. 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business. Doesn't matter what type of system you have at your home or your business. Burkhart's authorized to service it. That's Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, a company you can trust. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com.
1: Spud here, and you know the first place I go when my family needs to see a doctor's Rapid Urgent Care. I mean, you're in and out of there in 40 minutes, give or take. You spend that much time in an ER just waiting to get triaged. From a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, Rapid Urgent Care has got you covered with clinics all over southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment. Just walk right in with your ID and your insurance card. Or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemed center. Waiting for your call might save you a trip. Go to RapidUrgentCare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you.
6: Did you get the Clement Horizon clean last night? I don't want another particle incident. Where's Ivan? Kiki's head of
2: docking operations just jumped ship.
6: What do you mean he's sailing around the world?
2: She needs a new marina manager to help keep her head above water.
6: Yeah, the tide's perfect, but we are slammed.
2: Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
0: All right. Thanks to Renee Renee Nato for joining us in the program. I'm your host Eric Asher. Today's program brought to you by Hendrix Demptunia Gin. Again, limited edition gin put out by our friends at William Grant. Get out there and enjoy Hendrix Demptunia Gin. We'll be right back.
1: Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBocher Studios.
0: Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Dallahoosey of the TikTok
7: Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24 7.
0: Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open.
7: Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community.
0: Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I 10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. back. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. That's right. You're listening to 106.1 FM NASH ICON on your radio dial. Pri- privilege of taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. iHeart Radio App, TuneIn Radio App, our digital platforms uh, that, was, that you can take anywhere. And it's also a free download for you, okay? Uh, you get the podcast there as well, so it's kind of a one-stop shop. Uh, NashFM1061.com, ericasher.com with the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base, but we're on your favorite podcasting platform. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. If you find uh, that your podcast is not carrying the program, drop me a line at eric at ericasher.com. We'll make sure we get it on there for you. Also, um, don't forget, uh, at at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram or our uh, social media platforms. Hey, uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. We have not um, uh, contracted our guest yet for this week, but we will have that for you by tomorrow. Uh, Thursday at 1 o'clock with our live broadcast on WLAE-TV, also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. And then, of course, um, uh, 6 o'clock on WLE is our first rebroadcast on Thursday. 10 o'clock on TV 2 Friday night, 9 o'clock Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock LAE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Dew. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television, always on our social media platforms, always at ericastra.com, always on the TV YouTube page. And thanks uh, again to all those, again, that watch the program. Uh, and have been watching the program, uh, what, since 2012 now, right? I mean, um, um, I think that's about right, 2013 is when we started the uh, TV show. Uh, And, of course, we appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, Today's program is brought up to you by our good friends over at Hendrix, Neptunia Gin, part of the portfolio of William Grant Independent Family Distillers since 1887. Uh, It is the latest, uh, again, limited edition, Spirit, uh, the Super Premium Gin category, uh, Hendrix Gin. Uh, Henry's Neptunia, uh, is, uh, as much like sm- Midsummer Solstice and Lunar, uh, once they hit the market, man, they skyrocketed. Uh, and it's because again, of the great flavor profile, uh, that is different than again, most, um, most any, uh, gin that you'll taste on the market. Look, we all, you see everybody's, the, 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 hot thing is what these flavored spirits, right? Uh, let me just tell you right now, uh, uh, Henry, uh, when you talk about the, the, the situation with uh, Hendrix Neptunia Gin, uh, you're talking about um, a distiller, uh, master distiller who's also a scientist um, and uh, is given the opportunity to be able to, again, experiment uh, with different flavor profiles. And that's one of the reasons why we're seeing uh, this, uh, this again, uh, this limited edition over the last few years. Gracie Leslie again is, uh, is out there again doing, um, uh, doing her best to be able to continue to be able to ramp up Henry's to De- Henry's gin. And of course, Deptunia is the, the latest edition of that. Notes of coastal freshness, balanced with again notes of citrus, alluring juniper character lengthened by deeply earth- earthly notes of locally sourced seaside, Scottish seaside botanicals, um, fresh, co- fresh coastal herbs, and, of course, it, it, it ends with that unmistakable crisp citrus finish. It's, again, what sets it apart from, from the other gins on the market. Um, this limited edition Henrik's Gin can be found at your favorite spirit store. It's at all, a favorite, all your favorite spirit stores now. Uh, Dornax, um, uh, you can go to uh, um, uh, Martin's. Uh, uh what is it a quista pace across the lake. I mean uh all of you all of your, your top and spirit stores have it. And then of course uh demand it at your favorite restaurant or your favorite bar. Um, it, it, it's a great spirit especially for the uh for the summertime and part of again the um, uh the spirits that that have been put out by William Grant so you know it's top notch. Again William Grant uh, Henrik's Neptunia gin, get it while you can. It's only going to be out for a month. Uh, I'm sorry, for a year. It started in, in, in March of 2022. It'll end in, in March of 2023. Get out there and enjoy it. Uh, I want to thank Renee Nato for joining us in hour number one. Uh, Mike Scarborough is standing by. He'll be with us in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Maddie Hudak of, uh, again, Saints Wire. She also covers the Tulane Greenway. Will join us at 535. Her inaugural visit on the program. Looking forward to having her on the show. Uh, she does a great job. Uh, again, she's been on radio, TV. You've heard her all around around the, uh, uh, the airways here in the city. And does a great job riding for Saints Wire. Looking forward to having her, her contribution today on the program. All right, let's, um, uh, again, uh, uh, just a quick recap. Uh, James Winston went out today uh, with a uh, with what they're calling as a tweaked foot injury. Uh, we don't know about the severity of the injury up to this point. Um, well, I guess we'll find out over the next couple days. Uh, I was surprised that they even gave us the information on, on again that he did uh, tweak the foot. In uh, speaking to me- media members that were out there, including again Renee Nato, who we had on the program today, no one saw the injury. Uh, so again they're not sure again when it happened, how it happened. Uh they just know that again he was held out of the uh, seven what is it, the uh, seven on sevens um, uh I'm sorry, 11 11s uh and uh and so we'll see again uh, the, the the since he wasn't in the team portion when he will be back. Uh look there's no reason to rush him back. Uh hopefully again it's not a, se- a severe injury. But again, this is where Andy Dalton comes in, and where you got to feel good about having a guy who has won as many games as Andy Dalton. So we'll, we'll 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 monitor that. and We'll see how that plays out. Gardner Johnson is back in camp uh, after dealing with a family issue. He was excused for a couple days. Uh, we'll see if he's going to continue as again his um, his hold in where he is skipping drills. Uh, putting a baseball cap on, uh, again, uh, in response to wanting a, uh, an extension of his contract. $2.7 million is what he's making this year in the last year of his deal. Uh, that's including his prorated signing bonus. Uh, one of the best nickelbacks in, in, in all of the league. Uh, we'll see if Mickey Loomis is going to be able to get this done before the season starts. Uh, if I'm Gardner Johnson, I quit this nonsense. You, you've made your point, okay? The team knows you want a new deal. Get out there, work hard. Again, should Heavennings ex- be an example for a lot of these young guys. Uh, so again, we'll, we'll see how that play, how that kind of plays out. Uh, but you know no matter what, uh, you know at, at this point, this is a bonding time for this team, this is this team, this is where you, where you kind of bring your team together and you don't need distractions. And look, I, I believe Gardner Johnson deserves uh, again a, a second contract. I think he's played himself into it. Uh, he's one of the best nickelbacks in the league. Uh, and look, guys, again, because of the new NFL rules, if you sit out, you're going to get fined a, a tremendous amount. They're not doing that, so now this opting in is the new thing, I guess. Uh, but hopefully, again, he'll be in a situation where we'll see him. Uh, we'll see him uh, back on the field full time, and this this op, this uh, this this <laughs> I don't know what it is uh, this hold in uh, will stop. All right, let's head to the guest line. Join us in the program now. He covers the LSU Tigers and does a great job. I'll we'll say it again. Uh, And look, uh, Tiger fans are starving for information right now, right? Uh, Brian Kelly, new regime, uh, you know, uh, what's happening with camp. Tigerbait.com is a one-stop shop for all your needs when it comes to uh, LSU information. And that's across the board for all sports. Uh, but again between what they're doing with their YouTube page now uh, again uh, bringing you information each and every day uh, I mean I'm seeing clips every single day of camp information on camp on their social media platforms uh, we already know again uh, it, that nobody rivals them when it comes to uh, again uh, uh, the, the with, with the content that you're getting there and of course the message boards again they've always you know I want to say lead the league in message boards it's, it's always been a message board if you're a tiger fan you go to their message board because that's what the Tiger fans are. If you're a Tiger fan and you're not subscribing to Tiger Bait, you're missing out, Uh, subscribe today. And joining us on the program is Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. Mike, how are you? Hey, glad to be with you. Thank thank you for the kind words. Always true, my friend. Before I get started, how can
7: folks subscribe? Because I know you always got some great deals, folks. That's it. You can try us. I I, I was just looking at uh, today's sign-ups and a bunch of people are jumping to try us out for one dollar? You can try us out for a week for one buck, and I always tell people you're going to want to stick around. And when you do, uh, choose the annual package versus the monthly uh, because you, you're you get you're getting three months free when you do that.
0: Mike, uh, you've had a chance to see this team for what the first? Is, is it, today's the fifth practice?
7: All, all overall, is that what it is? Yep, and um, of course we were out there on Thursday, right? Um, we got, had Brian Kelly that night. Friday we had players, uh, nothing through the weekend. Um, and then back out there this morning, which um, it looks like they probably have chose right. That was something we talked about last year at the end of August when uh, more than two-thirds of LSU's practices were rained, uh, were either delayed by lightning or they had to go indoors because of rain and thunderstorms. Um, you know, why not? practice in the morning at least until school starts and that's exactly what Brian Kelly's doing. So uh on one hand he's probably getting a little bit uh more heat on his guys. But look when you're practicing it it, it, it four o'clock it's what is it between four o'clock and ten AM? Um uh, it, uh a couple of degrees if anything. So um mm-hmm. uh, but he's avoiding the rain. He's able to get outdoors and, and um so we've got it all we've got all that on on, on Tiger Bait. And we did our practice report and it, and all that stuff's free too. By the way, a lot of it's mm-hmm. on our YouTube channel, uh, LSU Tigers on Tiger Bait.
0: Mike, what's been the most impressive uh, position group to you in, in camp so far?
7: Well, I think it's what we thought going into it. Um, you know, we want to see Chris Hilton and Jack Besh out there practicing. They weren't practicing today. Um, but the defensive line, I, I, I think the defensive line is, is the most impressive. And you know, DeQuell and Roy talking about uh, the things that they're doing and going uh, more for a three-four. Um, I, I really think that you know Matt House can really be extremely multiple because he can line up with four linemen. He can go three, a, a full a regular three-four. Um, With Ali Gay and Ojolari, you you can pull them back. You can go small and bring in a bunch of ends, or you can go big and bring in a bunch of tackles. uh, With Roy, Mason Smith, uh, uh, Guillory, um, you know, Wingo, who was your Iron Tiger in the offseason transfer portal, uh, defensive lineman. So uh, there's, there's just a whole lot of options that I think where else you can be multiple up front. So I say defensive line. And I don't think there's anything different than what any you know talking head is saying in the, in the, in the preseason because everything we've all been saying is the same things as the coaches are saying. Uh, Coach Kelly said, you know, concern at, at defensive back, um, concern on the offensive line. Um, you don't really see them really seem like they're overly nervous about the tight end spot anymore because uh, I can tell you the two times we've been out there, uh, the true freshman Mason Taylor looks like he's going to be really special. Um, I'm not going to say he's going to be all world as a freshman. Um, but I think you're going to see a guy that, um, has a chance to be on the all freshman team uh, for sure. Wow. Wow. Um,
0: running back, um, one of the key positions, obviously, um, uh, Noah Kane is back. Um, uh, you know john emery is is expected to to, to break out this year um, Goodwin is there Bradford left up the program. Uh, what are your thoughts overall on that position
7: it 's just deep. Um, we had Noah Kane for player interviews Friday night, and he comes in there wearing uh you know uh, uh, some shorts and um, they were kind of old school shorts, so they were kind of short and the wheels on that kid man um he 's got he's he 's put together and Like his former teammate said, because um, oh shoot, what what was uh, his former teammate that was also at IMG that we had Friday night? Uh, But it it was basically a lot of people want to pigeonhole him uh, as a power back uh, when he he can really be all purpose, and I think he's now uh, well over a year, going on year two off of that coming off that knee surgery, and uh, he's gotten leaner, and so. I I think he's going to do some big things for LSU behind John Emery, and got a good look at John Emery this morning. I think he looks really good, Um, but you know, wait till they put on the pants and and really start doing situational work and start scrimmaging. Um, It's going to be interesting to see um, how quickly that offensive line comes together. You just, uh, you know, Bernard Converse was not practicing this morning. So a lot of us were immediately came out of practice and once we, we were free uh, with the embargo to, to say what we saw um, but uh, a few hours later got word that he it, it wasn't anything to do with an injury that it was an obligation at school okay so that, that's a positive the main thing you're going to want to get in the next coming weeks is you don't want to hear about any catastrophic injuries yes especially in positions where you're concerned about it from a talent standpoint or depth and so mm-hmm. that would be your offensive lineman um, and your in your defensive backs, I believe. You, you, uh, really everybody, want, every, you, you really don't want anything to happen to Bernard Converse or anybody like him.
0: Right. Everybody wants to know about the quarterback position. I heard Brian Kelly say over the weekend that really, again, week two they'll ramp up. Then by week three or week four we'll start to see some separation.
7: Uh, what have you seen so far? What I've seen is if we come out of practice and we say something good about Nussmeyer a little bit too much, the Miles Brennan people get upset with us. Uh, Today, I thought Jaden Daniels looked really good, and I can see where he's gotten a lot bigger in his legs. Um, He's listed on the on the uh, the the live roster right at two hundred or a little over. And um, look, I think they all look good. Um, I, I. you know, I think Walker Howard's the most talented, but he's going to get a red shirt. So um, Nussmeyer's making a push. Um, but like I said in our practice report this morning, I, I'm, I'm starting to uh, – and look, we're only one weekend. We're not even a full weekend. Um, I'm starting to hedge my bets a little bit and start to put a little bit more higher odds on Jaden Daniels. But we'll see. There's a long way to go.
0: I asked you the strength of the team. If there's a weakness, where is it?
7: Um, offensive line and defensive back. But at the same time, there are some bodies there. You, we know what LSU did in the transfer portal in the offensive line. We know what they did in the transfer portal at defensive back. Right. But, you know, LSU being DBU for years and years and years, is there anybody there that can be an all-SEC second teamer at the end of the year? Um, Bernard commerce converse was a first team, all big 12 corner. Can he do the same thing in the sec? Um, you know, Greg Brooks is obviously uh, a guy that they're excited about, played a lot of ball for, for Arkansas, just like Fouché. um, major burns is a hundred percent healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- th- there's, I think both those positions, while they're a big concern, um, you, it's not like you're really thin and and, and you don't like the talent. I, I think there's some guys there that all of a sudden you're going to say, man, that, that guy's better than we thought he was going to end up being. Um, and then, like I've said all off offseason, uh, if you've got over a dozen guys that you brought in from the transfer portal, how many of those guys have to be hits before you rule that the, 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 the transfer portal hall mm-hmm. was a success? And I tend to think maybe 60%, uh, 70% of those guys – are actually going to be hits, so right, um, and 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 that's across the board.
0: When you look at the offensive line, a lot of people believe Will Campbell will start at the uh, at the left tackle. Uh, they they've also believe again that a lot of the uh, there'll be a couple of transfer uh, that'll be in there. What Miles Frazier, Shorts. Uh, when you look at this offensive line, how do you see it kind of panning out? Well,
7: and and, and, that, and that's the other spot too. Like you know. you you, you you don't want to think negatively and think that the, the doomsday scenarios, but it's kind of like, you know, if something happens to Will Campbell and then you've got to reshuffle that and move guys around, how good could LSU's offensive line be? But it's not just him; you could do that at many spots. So, you know, uh, it, it's center. Is it, uh, you know, is Charles Turner going to be uh, a- absolutely the guy? Is Marlon Martinez going to give him a push? Um, You mentioned Shorts at left guard. Um, uh, Will Campbell at left tackle. Uh, Miles Frazier obviously comes in with uh, everybody in the country wanting him once he hit the portal. Uh, Cam Wire with a lot of experience. Uh, You got Dellinger who's back and healthy. So uh, Xavier Hill that keeps getting singled out along with Bradford. They like that Bradford's uh, coming a bit lighter. So, We'll see uh in course, and then there's emery jones uh I, I just think it's a matter of time before Emory Jones is pushing some people uh whether it's shorts or Cardell mm-hmm. thomas or any of those guys, if they don't seize the day and, and plant the flag emery jones is, is coming. Talk
0: about this weekend uh uh what was it samson uh um uh it becomes a uh um, a 2020 is a 2023 uh, verbal commitment to the Tigers. Talk a bit about that. Yeah.
7: Was that a Catholic high on, on Saturday for that? And uh, absolutely a big get, um, you know, a kid right here in Baton Rouge, six foot four, 200 pounds, um, long arms. Um, of course, his daddy was a whale of a running back at Redemptress. And um, you're talking about a five star wide receiver. Um, uh, I, I, I'm i real anxious to see what kind of senior season he's going to have. He's got the, the Beal kid that's going to be throwing to him. Um, I think my only knock on Shelton has been I, I'm waiting for him to take over a football game where he's unstoppable um, and, you know, looks like Mike Williams uh, against LSU in the 2002 Cotton Bowl. I, I want to mm-hmm. see a game like that out of him.
0: But, uh, again, adding him as a five-star, that, again, uh, raises up LSU in terms of their their rankings now uh, in that 2023
7: class, right? Absolutely. And then Ricky Collins will announce his commitment Wednesday night at 7 o'clock.
0: And where do you think Uh, he's leaning? LSU. No doubt? No doubt. No doubt. And is he coming in as a quarterback?
7: Yeah, quarterback. Ricky Ricky Collins from Woodlawn. And he's a a four-star quarterback. He went to the Elite Eleven. And was mm-hmm. one of the accurate, most accurate passers at the Elite Eleven this summer out in California. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful. Hey, how's Mike Jones looking? I like the him. linebacker. Uh, no, no, he wasn't one hundred percent today, but um, okay. And he's also might be the best interview that we've got. Uh, I don't know if you've All seen any right. of his interviews, but there's mm-hmm. uh, he's fantastic. Um, and so, uh, I you know. I think he's poised to have a really big year for LSU. I, you know, there's some people who are concerned about the linebacker spot. I'm not.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And I was going to ask you about that because is it Jones and Penn? Is is uh, Baskerville going to be
7: going to be in the mix? How's that going to work? Yep. And uh, you got Wes Weeks, who's a darn good performer. You got mm-hmm. the true freshman Harold Perkins, that like Coach Kelly said the other day, has shown some flashes. Uh, I, I watched him a little bit today, and so. Um. Mike Jones, West Weeks, um, you know, Harold Perkins, Baskerville. I mean, they've, they've yep. got a bunch of guys, but I, 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 I want to see. If, you know, we're talking about the, these guys, and it's like, okay, well, when when are those guys on the field? Right. You got Jacole Roy talking about going to a three-four. Well, which linebackers on the field? Uh, where's Old Jalari lined up? How often is it that there's only two linebackers on the field for LSU? Mm -hmm. Right, right. Versus edge
0: rushers. Yes, it'd be interesting to see again how that kind of plays out. Overall, your your thoughts on how camp has looked thus far?
7: Um, Look, we get we had 30 minutes a day. We're going to get two scrimmages, something we've never gotten since the DiNardo years,
3: 1999.
7: Yeah, and so I, I I can't wait to see that. Um, mm-hmm. But again, it's if you're an LSU fan and you get home from work and you want to see if there's what's out there as far as practice info, the main thing, the first thing you want to find out is that there's been no injuries, and and that that's the key to this whole thing because regardless of what film footage we have, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of. Uh, there's still uh, an hour and a half out there of practice yes. beyond when we were there. Mm-hmm. And, and when's the,
0: when's the first scrimmage,
7: Mike? Uh, let's see. Uh, let me look it up for you. I know we're back out there on Thursday. Of course, right. they're practicing. They're practicing days that we're not necessarily let in. We've only been in twice, but today mm-hmm. was uh, uh, practice n- number five. So um, the first scrimmage is. Uh, August 17th.
0: Okay. Beautiful. I'm going to put that on my calendar as well.
7: That's a win. appreciate your time
0: as 10, always, my friend. Really do. And and again, what is it? It's at 10:30 in the morning.
7: Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful.
0: Yep. Um let the folks know once again about Tiger Bait, how they can follow you on social media.
7: That's it. Go to tigerbait.com, go subscribe. We want to have you. Also go to our YouTube page. Uh, Loaded multiple things there today. All that stuff's free on YouTube. LSU Tigers on Tiger Bait is our YouTube channel, LSU Tigers on Tiger Bait. And uh, hit the subscribe notification bell. We've got Mike Dembrock, offensive coordinator, full interview with him from today. Uh, Buddy Sonja and I's practice report. Um, And, of course, a lot of recruiting stuff on there as well from the weekend with with Shelton Sampson. So our YouTube channel's uh, absolutely getting huge. Yes. Congratulations on that, my
0: friend. Thanks, as uh-huh. always. We'll check, in with, we'll check in with you next week, as always. All right,
7: Eric. Thanks for having me. Talk soon.
0: There you go. That's uh, Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com, at ScarboroughMike on Twitter. And look, you got to check out the um, the YouTube page. It is. They're blowing up. They really are. Hey, don't forget about uh, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. And you sign with a service agreement with Burkhardt. It'll be the peace of mind of knowing that Burkhardt is monitoring the life and efficiency of your AC and heating system. Here's some of the benefits. They'll contact you and let you know when it's time to schedule that fall or winter or spring or summer inspection on your AC and heating system. You get priority scheduling. If you need emergency service, you move to the front of the line for service Ten percent discount on on that demand emergency service, and because Burkhardt is monitoring the life and efficiency of your um, your AC system, uh, it is going to prolong that equipment life and safety, and it's going to reduce your energy bills. Who doesn't need that now, right? Uh, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. When you're in the market for a new system, think Burkhardt. authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. Uh, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. ACPromise.com. That's ACPromise. Dot com. Today's program brought to you by Hendrick's Neptunia Gin, part of the portfolio of William Grant. Uh, an independent family still since 1887. It's a limited edition gin, only on the market for a year. So you got only until, the, uh, until March of 2023. But get out there and enjoy it now. Hendrick's Neptunia Gin. We'll be right back with uh, Matty Hudak of uh, Saints Wire. Don't go anywhere.
2: This report is sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Charging a cell phone can be like getting a booster shot. A booster is given to enhance or restore protection after a primary series vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when you are eligible. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech.
3: 10 Westbound is closed between Laplace and Gramercy due to an accident. So your delays are going to be heavy if you're traveling on 10 Westbound from just past the I-55 ramp to Gramercy. Also, in the meantime, delays are going to be solid on 10 eastbound from just past Orleans to the high rise. If you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City connection, delays are steady from Chapitulas to the Camp Street exit. Also, in the meantime, look out for an accident, Earhart at South Claiborne. Also, the right lane of the exit ramp on the 610 eastbound at Canal Boulevard remains blocked. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center.
0: sponsored by progressive insurance if you're a renter make sure you're protected renter's insurance includes options that cover stolen property personal injury and living expenses if your place is damaged quote renters
1: insurance at (laughs) progressive.com
0: Don't forget about my friends over at Dave Miette Insurance. It's time for an insurance checkup for the hurricane season and make sure you've got uh, sufficient coverage. If you have not done that yet, you better got to get on it right now. Again, uh, remember, once a, a hurricane is in the Gulf, it's too late. Uh, now's the time, to again, to uh, reach out to your insurance agent, and it will make sure you got the proper coverage for the upcoming season. If you haven't done it, or, again, maybe, again, you don't have an insurance agent that is responding, hey, try my insurance agent. It's Dave Miette Insurance. Uh, again, Dave, Dave can search over 50 companies to get you the best price for, again, for your insurance needs. And, of course, he's available. He's available after the sale when you need help and, again, after, again, a hurricane when, when you need your insurance agent the most um d-a-v-e-m-i-l-o-e-t-i-n-s COM is his one-stop shop for all your insurance needs 504-556-0809 is the phone number and of course his uh, office is on veterans next to shogun in metairie uh it's time to, be able to make sure you got sufficient coverage for the upcoming hurricane season call dave Beyond insurance you want to save call dave 504-556-0809 and of course today's program brought to you by uh Hendrix neptunia gin limited edition gin uh again um that's part of the super premium um, uh, gin category uh, and, of course, part of the William Grant Independent Family Distiller since 1887, that great portfolio of spirits. Get out there and, again, get yourself Hendrick's Neptunia Gin today. All right, joining us in the program now, she's done a fantastic job. You see her on TV. You've heard her on the airwaves. You're on, on radio across southeast Louisiana. She writes for Saints Wire. Uh, she's, again, she knows her, her. She knows the sports. She knows Tulane. She knows LSU. She knows what's happening here, here in this market. Does a great job, again, covering the Saints for Saints Wire. And her first time on our program, and I'm looking forward to having her, uh, Maddie Hudak joins us on the program. Maddie, welcome to the show.
6: Hi, thanks for having me on. Uh, that was a very thorough introduction. Appreciate it.
0: Well, I appreciate you being with us, and I think you've done a great job since you come into the market. I'm glad to have you on our on our program today. Uh, before we get oh, started, yeah. in case I missed anything, tell the folks a little bit a little bit about you, and of course where they can find everything that you're doing, and, and of course how they can follow you on social media.
6: Sure. Yeah, I was going to say my uh, hub on Twitter is maddiehudak Hudak underscore um, nine four. That's kind of where I put all my articles on Saints Wire, and then you can catch me on a uh, one hundred four point one The Spot on. Uh, Weekend starting in September for Tulane football as a sideline reporter.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Um, first, let's start with the Saints. And, and just what are your impressions that you've been on camp uh, of this team thus far?
6: Uh, it's just almost incredulous to think this time last year, you know, we we're kind of breaking down battles between Chris Hogan and Ken Crawley and, you know, Patrick Robinson versus uh, whoever was kind of in that wide receiver core last year. You know, we've just seen – consistent competition on, on both sides of the ball. You know, Olave has just been, he does not look like a rookie out there in terms of knowing the playbook and, and the way he's able to cut and just duke people like Paulson Adebo, who, you know, was probably one of the standouts that camp thus far, except, you know, Michael Thomas has come back recently and they, they've they really kind of gone toe-to-toe. So there's just so much more increased competition there, and I think that really betters those groups when they were having to compete against, you know, much Greater talent. I've said this a couple times, but I almost forget who's throwing the football because it's again, you know, weird to have consistency uh, back there after kind of, you know, an underwhelming uh, quarterback competition last year. It's nice to just kind of have this normalcy sense of, you know, there's a command of the offense and the defense is really, really strong so far.
0: Saints were a talented team that seemed to be snake bitten last year. Between the hurricane and the injuries, we go right down the line. Media members I've spoken with that have been at camp pretty much every day. A lot of those media members feel like this is an even more
6: talented team than last year. Do you concur with that? Uh, the The Saints. Yes. I, I'm. I don't know how you really get to that conclusion that they're a worse team than last year. Uh, no, no, that
0: they're, they're, they're a more talented team than last year.
6: Oh, OK. I, I was going to say I'm I'm confused now. Uh, absolutely. At so many positions, um, you will know, we kind of I know Taysom Hill is kind of, you know, a joke to some people, but he really is a legitimate, you know, receiving threat out there. If nothing else is size and imposing stature alone, then you're not really sure what the Saints are going to do, you know, with him possibly being used as a fake option. But just the trio of Olave Landry and Michael Thomas, uh, you know, I feel like Jarvis Landry almost gets lost in the shuffle, but he's been so strong and consistent Uh, And, you know, the O-line, all the position battles seem to be going really well. Everything seems to be kind of business as usual. I'd say almost every position group kind of improved from the state of what things were last season. And, you know, despite that, they were still one game out of the playoffs last year. So I think they kind of got a lot of good pieces. I I think, you know, their draft picks are going to end up being really well uh, across the board. Alante Taylor has been really strong in the secondary and very smart. Uh, and that's really been, you know, two years of a really smart drafted player. So I think they really are ready to come on strong this season.
0: So hard to be able to tell until we really see, again, uh, the, the, the lines against the opposing teams. But based on what you've been able to see, again, line versus line, how's the offensive line looking?
6: I think they've really looked pretty strong. You know, Cesar Ruiz is having a really good camp. Uh, he, he's really doing well in pass blocking. Um, you know, Andres Pete has held up really well. Uh, Trevor Penning. there. they're hasn't really been any you know scuffles since those ones kind of earlier this week but again it's one of those groups where they're going against you know Marcus or i guess marcus davenport hasn't been out there but cam jordan david oniamada peyton turner has been out there you know both trenches are so strong for this team and i don't think that really changed much from last year except you know replacing Karen armstead at left tackle but between Hurst and penning i, I think they pretty much have that handled all things considered and so you know just getting more consistency getting a year or three out of ruiz and seeing if he can kind of break through uh, i think that protection will really help you know not just samus winston but you know the running back group as well who kind of struggled towards mm-hmm. the end of last year
0: speaking of the running back group everybody wants to see abram smith obviously against the texans this week but some of the other players tony jones jr i heard a good report about him the other day a zigbo has shown some flashes early in camp uh Why don't you break the running back position down for us and what you've seen so far?
6: Yeah, I'd throw those names out there as well. I think, you know, Tony Jones Jr. in the receiving game, too, you know, he had a really strong wheel route reception earlier last week, and it just has definitely been more involved in, you know, first and second team reps more so than before. Uh, You know, Camaro continues to look really good. Mark Ingram looks pretty spryly out there, and They just kind of seem to have things down this year. Uh, I think it is a pretty strong group. I'll be curious to see how the final roster spots shake out. You know, you mentioned Aiden Smith and Ozigo, and I think both of them, you know, have a good chance to kind of make the roster. I do wonder how many they'll keep uh, in that running back room, but it wouldn't surprise me to see them, you know, roster four of them, just seeing how that health of that line held up last year.
0: Manny Hudak is with us from Saints Wire. Also, again sideline reporter for the Tulane Green Wave. Um, Manny, I, I've been on the Adam Troutman train. I really think this is going to be a year where he takes the next step. Uh, from what I understand, he's had a pretty good camp. But talk about tight end as a whole, that 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 room, and you know, again, how deep they are and how that talented you think they are.
6: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think Adam Troutman gets a lot of flack for you know having a way more important role than I think was initially intended for him. You know, coming out of Dayton, Ohio not really having a big career in terms of targets. Uh, And then, you know, year two in this offense, he's the primary look almost every game. Uh, So I think, you know, putting him back more in a distributed targets role, he has come on a lot stronger. And then you heard a lot about Jawan Johnson. You know, he looks much more like a tight end this year. He was the wide receiver that they kind of converted last year. And he's he's been threatening out there. Uh, And really, again, a lot of those guys, It's if that was one of the groups that I said had the biggest question mark, for me going in, because it was just kind of hard to tell last year, you know, what was a product of the offense kind of just, you know, imploding at times and really, you know, the viability of that position group. But, you know, they kind of brought Nick Bennett in late last year to offer some blocking and, and kind of have, help out in the passing game. But all, all these other guys, you know, Trotman's had a good camp. Johnson's had a good camp. Uh, and then, you know, again, when you add a Hill in there, and there's quite a few other guys that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head, but. It's another group that I think did improve
0: from last season. Betty, uh, Jameis Winston tweaked his foot today. First of all, did you see the injury? And if you did, describe it. And then second of all, would, if you would, talk about the quarterback room as a whole and, again, how, how that's, they've been performing during camp thus far.
6: Sure. So I, I don't really know if anyone really saw it, to be honest. Um, I, I heard that he tweaked his foot. Uh, and, and, you know, what – the reason I didn't notice and what I think says a lot about Winston is he actually did finish, you know, walking through his his reps in the drill that he got hurt in before kind of exiting out the side quietly reminded me of Drew, you know, granted he broke a lot of ribs in that 49ers game, Mm -hmm. but just finishing a drive and seeing it through, um, you know, where I've said, I don't, I kind of forget who's throwing the football. That's, you know, really comforting to me. Uh, you know, they're still kind of getting the kinks out of training camp and, you know, things are going to be a little inaccurate here and there, but you can tell that his command of the offense is there. There's a sense of tempo and rhythm that just, and it's almost impossible to establish when you're having a quarterback competition in which neither is really pulling away. And your number one receiving option is Marquez Callaway, which was last year. Um, and, I, you know, I think everyone had to evaluate the quarterback room really quickly today. Just when all of the, that news came out, I've seen, you know, Nick Underhill reported earlier uh, that it doesn't appear to be that serious. But Andy Dalton has held up considerably well behind him. Uh, You know, he has that real veteran presence where you think if there was a situation where he had to go down in game, you know, he's connected with Michael Thomas pretty well and just shows kind of the ability to execute. And then Ian Book really had his strongest day today by far of training camp. He's kind of been, you know, a little farther behind the other two. But I I just it's another room that feels calm and feels stable. Um, which, again, when you consider not just last season but the fact that they had to move on for Drew Brees from 15 years, Jameis mm-hmm. Winston has really done a good job of like, you know, really assuming that leadership role.
0: You know, I've talked to some people that, that again, that, 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 that think that this defense can rival the, the, the years of the Dome Patrol. They were a very, very good defense last year, even with all the injuries on, 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 on the defensive line. Uh, what, what's, your, what's your synopsis? What do, you, what do you anticipate happening with this defense this year?
6: The defense has been fascinating, specifically you know the secondary. uh, Bringing in Tyron Matthew and Marcus May, they they've just stepped right in. You almost forget Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins were just here last season, playing really defined you know strong and free safety roles. And meanwhile, they kind of have this rotating backfield. And I mentioned those three, but Justin Evans, P.J. Williams, J.T. Gray, they've really Bryce Thompson. They've really been kind of switching back there, doing a lot of disguised looks. And then you know Paulson Adebo. His last season was incredible, but this training camp might be even more incredible considering just how well he's held up. And again, Michael Thomas is a pretty strong test. Uh, And Lattimore has been, you know, hurt from what I can tell, but he was. Spotted outside at practice today before we moved inside. Uh, but Elante Taylor, the rookie, was taking uh, you know uh, snaps in his spot today. In first-team reps, he also was against Michael Thomas, and he beat him on a couple of them. Uh, you know, C.J. Gardner-Johnson was back today. He did really well in the slot, but so did Bradley Roby when he was filling in for him. Uh, and then you know, linebacker Pete Werner, you can tell, was a lot more involved in coverage snaps. He was covering the slot today and doing a lot of blitzing. Uh, and same with Tyron Matthew today. They ran a lot of dimes. So it's so creative back there. They were actually, you know, rushing with three at one point. uh, But the D-line, that's the only thing that I would say to me is the only worry and, you know, not much of a change from last year, only because, you know, the edges have concerns of health. So if they're able to kind of keep healthy on on the edge, uh, the the defense is probably the best that, you know, I, I can remember in a long time, just unit through unit having incredibly talented guys all over the place.
0: Tulane had a tough season last year. Obviously, again with two and ten, coming off a really tough schedule. Um, what do you anticipate for the Greenies this year?
6: They, they've looked really fantastic all of training camp. I really, you know, anticipate a bounce back year for them. The Hurricane kind of started this, you know, tumble down where you know, I, you kind of hear about the Saints going to TCU. It's not really the same, you know, at the NCAA level um, unless you're you know, Alabama money, I guess, but. I think they really weathered the storm well, for lack of a better term, but just kind of losing out on that conditioning, having to play teams like Ole Miss on the road, and just getting really beat up. You know, they kind of have an entirely new coaching staff. Um, Willie Fritz obviously is still there. The defensive coordinator is still the same, but you know, almost every position group has a new coach. Their wide receiving group, uh, you know, Michael Pratt, the quarterback, his uh, teammate from high school and middle school, uh, Dejon McDougall is coming on really strong in that group. Lawrence Keyes, who transferred over from Notre Dame, has just looked you know, fantastic and strong back there. The guys that have all been here last year really seem to kind of be ramping up their game and their size. That's what stuck out to me a lot. It wouldn't surprise me if that was kind of something they took note of last year. You said playing those teams like Oklahoma and Ole Miss and realizing you can only compensate so much for lacking in size. But they really look poised, I think, to a bowl game should really you know, be the goal today. Uh, I know a lot of them have mentioned the conference championship, but I really do think that they'll be able to come out strong and open hopefully at home this year.
0: Yeah, no doubt. When when you look at the overall strength on both sides of the ball, what are the positions?
6: Uh, I would say wide receiver, running back. Uh, the quarterback room has looked really strong as well. You know, Ibietta and Ty Horton with the year under their belts, they, they really do look legitimate back there. Uh, and then I would say – Really all over the defense. You know, they just got a lot of really good transfers. The safety Mm -hmm. group to me is still super strong. I think Jaden Kennedy and Mason Clark are really strong players back there. Same with Larry Brooks. And they added this guy, uh, Lummy Young from Duke. Uh, The defensive back group looks really strong as well. Kennedy was actually, you know, playing cornerback today. And you can just tell kind of the fundamentals and technique. I've seen Chris Hampton doing a lot. A backpedal, weave drills with them, you know, forced fumble, interception drills, and and the ball skills have stood out to me. So, all of those groups, really, you know, the D line, we did lose some guys in Jeffrey mm-hmm. Johnson, but you know, Patrick Jenkins, who's this uh, Louisiana native that transferred over, he's looked really strong as well. So, I'm looking forward to it. Our first scrimmage is this upcoming Saturday, and I think that'll really be you know a good barometer check, but. It, it's hard for me to say, you know, almost every position group improved across the board. I, I really am that, looking forward that's to That's really good play. news.
0: That's really good news. How much has the offense changed now? I mean, with the different coordinator? Uh,
6: I, I just, you know, the blocking last year really wasn't working. It's hard to kind of, you know, say sure. what was going on a lot of times last year, but right. they've all kind of, all the quarterbacks have said that, you know, his uh, Jim Spoboda, he says to Colin Boda, He's really helped slow mm-hmm. the game down with, uh, for them. And and you can just kind of tell, you know, they're doing a lot more shotgun stuff. They're kind of leaning into that mobile quarterback look with Michael Pratt and Ibietta and Horton backing him up. Uh, and I, I did, forgot to mention him as well, but uh, Rashad Clayton from Colorado was one of the new running backs. And, you know, mm-hmm. Tajay Spears is probably one of the best players I've been able to watch from the sideline, and he has looked great all his camp. Cam Carroll's back there. So I really think if they're able to get kind of that mobile quarterback working in tandem with that running back group this year as long as the line can block they have the receivers and the skill there to really have a strong offense all across
0: looking forward to again the start of the season no doubt about that maddie thanks for your time today we certainly appreciate it if you would one more time tell the folks how they can follow you on social media and how they can follow everything that you're doing
6: sure Uh, it's maddie hudak hudak uh underscore nine four on twitter i said all my stuff's kind of a hub there but once Tulane ramps up, 104.1 the spot, and you can find me on Saints Wire for all my training camp coverage with them.
0: Thanks so much for your time. Look forward to having you back on, on, on this show and on the TV show very soon.
6: Awesome. Thanks. It was fun.
0: It really was. Thanks again. That's uh, Maddie Hudak. She, she does a great job. I don't know if you've had a chance to be able to check her out, but tell you her, her writing on Saints Wire, her reports on, on, again, TV and radio. does a great job, and, again, glad to have her on the program today. All right. Don't forget, again, about our friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. You come home tonight. AC's not working. Burkhart works after hours. Uh, they have a Burkhart employee that answers the phone, and they will dispatch a Burkhart NAIT certified technician out to your home to all your business to get your AC up and running. Uh, you're looking for a new AC system? Uh, why don't you try Burkhardt Have Burkhardt at least give you a price. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry and the service at the sale impeccable. That's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by Hendrick's Depp Jr. Gin. Again, uh, limited edition gin on the market right now for you. Get out there and enjoy Hendrick's Jr. Gin. We'll be right back.
6: Did you get the Clement Horizon clean last night? I don't want another Barticle incident. Where's Ivan?
2: Kiki's head of docking operations just jumped ship.
6: What do you mean he's sailing around the world?
2: She needs a new marina manager to help keep her head above water. Yeah,
6: the tide's perfect, but we are slammed.
2: Indeed can help her hire great people fast.
6: I need Indeed.
2: Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Demand different. Demand Dully DeBosier. Imagine this. You've been hurt in a car crash, but the insurance company only offers you pennies on the dollar for what you need for your injuries. You realize you should have called a lawyer, but how can you afford one now? At Dully DeBosier, that call is free, and we are the only law firm in the state with the no-fee guarantee. That means you pay us nothing, no fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. That's the Dully DeBosier difference. Call 504 444 Chad Dudley, New Orleans. la twenty two one three five seven eight. Alright folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank our friends at Henry Gaptunia Jen for their sponsorship of our Monday program. All the great sponsors sponsor our program. Go to Ericasher.com for a slideshow of the sponsor sponsor our program. Uh, we appreciate those guys supporting us and we appreciate you supporting the uh sponsors. I want to thank Renee Ado, Mike Scarborough, Maddie Hudak for joining us the program. Rudy back at studio producing. Wanna thank you for listening. And as always, we appreciate it. Uh, coming up next on All Access with Ken Trahan is Aaron Summers and Chrissy Freud. Uh, So keep it right here on 106.1 FM. My name is Eric Asher. See you tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock from the Dog Kitchen to the Gubna. That includes the man. They all got to go.
1: Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBocher Studios.